How's that for a cold read? Was that okay? The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world don't shit. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hey, Larry, episode 31 of Planet Rage. And everything is silent. Where is, okay, wait a minute. Is this a Dvorak thing? Is this head gone? Do I have to look? Muted themselves. That seems like a Dvorak thing. Larry, you are muted. Did Moose already go wild? I'm there. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm back. Yeah, I'm just, uh, it's Moose. It's I'm okay. going to blame everything on Moose from now. <laughs> it's okay. Moose does not like the painters. But no. He, he does like that it is episode 31 of Planet Rage. Yes, 31, like uh, Baskin Robbins and 31 flavors, right? But they yes. always had more. They had less. It was like the Heinz 57 thing. That was always a line, yeah. too. There weren't really 57 flavors, but well, I think Howard Johnson started that shit, right? They had 28 flavors. Then you yes. had to have more. They had to have three more. Set up, add up. Yeah, 31, 28. Yeah. <laughs> and how many flavors do you really need of ice cream? It's so stupid. Yes. <laughs> But soon we'll be on episode 33, which uh, then all the what happens then off. I think bells. I think there's uh, there's probably confetti going to drop from the ceiling. Maybe Just that. I want more than that, Darren. I want. I, let's make sure we do it when Mercury's in retrogrades where everything blows up. Everything. <laughs> everything blows up. Those are not like fireworks or M80s. Just like the whole world. The whole world. The world catches fire. That yeah. would be. That'd be awesome. Like, hi, we're, this is episode 33 of Planet Rage, and then there's just <laughs> mushroom clouds everywhere. And a whistle, a high-pitched whistle. Yeah. <laughs> we're bringing you the end of the world. <laughs> it's the way it seems anyway. It is. It, it sure does, really. This weekend, two dead, 20 wounded in Chicago area shootings, including another shooting on the deadly Dan Ryan Expressway. Oh, uh. Uh, this is a cars in traffic thing uh, like a freeway shooting yes you mean yeah which oh, is cool. getting more common which was the route we always took going to the white Sox games down the dan ryan and this was uh-huh. like at 5 30 in the afternoon just somebody getting yeah. shot driving down the expressway so well, there you go because it's but one think- thing when it's when it's kind of relegated to certain bad areas of the city people kind of ignore it but once it starts happening yeah. On Main Street and going down the the thoroughfares, uh, it's a little different. I think that probably only two dead over the weekend was a courtesy of Chicago to Sacramento. Right, what six dead and twelve shot? You say, said, well, we'll back off a little. Let, let, let you have the murder spotlight. There was another big. There was like a big shooting in Dallas too. I mean, there was a bunch of stuff going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you have some heat coming your way. I saw because my nephew just got there on his honeymoon. And I'm like, well, we better enjoy the next couple of days because it's going into the like mid 90s. Is LA. that right? I haven't yeah. even seen a weather report. It was weirdly foggy. It was like you would have thought you were 
you know, someplace else. Very foggy this morning, but it's burned off now. Yeah. It burns off. So, so you can see all the smog. So you can see the smog. Yeah. And the insane, <laughs> and the insane people that yeah. parade up and down the streets. Parade and defecate up and down the streets and, you know, shoot meth up and down the streets. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, well, that's okay. You can't stop them. It's, don't you know it's your privilege that caused them to be drug addicts? Yes. Yes. I don't know how that mm-hmm. works, but that's the story that is told. But uh, yeah. yeah, for me, it was a fun weekend. <laughs> I actually left the house, which is a rarity. I mean, when you're a Where'd podcaster, you why do you leave? Why would you leave the house? But my nephew got married. So it was a, a full day, you know, went to church, oh, did that boy. thing. And then a reception with, you know, 150 or so people where nice crowd. Yeah, nobody's wearing masks, nothing. Uh, nice. But you could tell there nice. were people that you talked to that you could tell hadn't left the house in two years and weren't quite really? over the uh, the the shell shockness of it all, mm-hmm. which it's interesting to see how all of that stuff. Uh, now, how was the reception? Was it like, because uh, I haven't been to a wedding in quite some, probably 10 years. And I guess maybe think maybe they've changed. I don't know. But was it the, like, I couldn't, the chicken dance and, and <laughs> the bride feeds, shoves the cake in the groom's mouth. And they used to do the garter, take the garter off the, somebody's leg or whatever the fuck. And they throw the bouquet. Did they do all that stuff? None or? of that. None, None of that. that. Good. Good. <laughs> Good. It was, it was, some, it was weird stuff. though. I mean, it was, uh, yeah. you know, and I will just point the blame at like the photographer one because my mom was like oh we need to get like a family picture because you know me Mm -hmm. in a suit and tie i can't even tell you the last time that happened because it's been a while must have have them custom made your (laughs) size you have to go into the uh to the big and tall shop and that was it was less of a hassle than i expected we were in and out of the place in like 15 minutes because they have the sizes there. They're just, it's boom, you're done. So you just take the black suit off and, uh, you know. Do they have big and tall uh, neckties? You don't, I mean, really, you don't. If you, I guess if you're like really tall. See, I need, I need one because once, because I'm, I'm six feet. Well, actually, I probably shrunk a little, but um, some doctor once told me, he looked at me, he says, you know, you should actually be about six, four or five. I said, really? Why is it? He says, yeah, that's how big your torso is. You really get, you have the legs of a dachshund. <laughs> so you're like because thanks, of, doc <laughs> because of that when i put on a necktie you know it's it's like they're always i always like there should be another foot on this thing they're never they're never long enough you know yeah i have to so. tie it to the point to where because i do the old-fashioned windsor knot yeah right right and there's no there's no back pull left right there's like three inches or two inches left on the back side right? exactly so it doesn't yeah. go down i know some people like to then right. tuck that into the label on the tie and all that it's like no i don't have that kind of uh yeah that kind of length but i just bought like a cheap 16 dollar chinese tie off of amazon and it looked fine there you go so there were none of there was none of the bullshit none of the bride cuts the cake and hokey pokies and chicken dances and i mean it was weird because they cut the cake before they served dinner which was i guess fine maybe it was more because of uh scheduling i don't know of the photographers or whatever yeah because I thought that was a little bit out of sequence, but then of course they didn't do the whole like smash it in your face. That would have had to be a little later mm-hmm. in the evening, I think. Then to uh, I don't think anybody wants to be covered in cake early in the evening, right? I mean, I guess your mileage may vary, yeah. But 
like I said, my mom wanted photos and stuff, but the photographer wasn't like set up anywhere mm. to do photographs at the wedding. I mean, they did a photograph at each individual table. And it yeah. was interesting because right there was like a little table that I guess nobody paid attention to because one, I didn't have my cell phone. on. I didn't see a lot of people with their cell phones out, which is probably a good thing. That's really nice. Yes, that's nice. It was a plus because, I mean, you're at an event, maybe yeah. talk to people in real life, which is good. But yeah. the photographer <laughs> had a thing on the table with like, use the hashtag, which was uh, happily. Hetlinger, which is my nephew's last name. Uh, okay. Hetlinger, that is not happily. But right. I went and looked the next day on Instagram, and there was one photo, and it was from the photographer. So I'm like, you should have really, if you wanted people to use the hashtag for the wedding, mm-hmm. to you know maybe put that on cards that you gave people or had them at the table. That if you're going to take photos, yeah, because that was my big question. Well, two big questions with the wedding industry was one how needed is a professional photographer now right because everybody's cell phones take really good pictures and beyond having like one portrait of the bride and groom do you really need all the other stuff taking the videos and all that stuff you know of the first dances and stuff i mean i have if, if anybody wants to bid i mean i have a vhs copy of our wedding that so I think has I. been watched once. Once. <laughs> I was just going to say all the bullshit, all the posing, all this and crap. And you watch it once and never again. Same thing with the wedding album stills. I mean, we looked at that once. It's I don't even know where the hell it is. Yeah. So it's a scam of a business. It is. Because everybody wants that one perfect photo. But you can get that without having yeah. a photographer at the whole wedding. And the thing that I remembered from our wedding, but this is going back years and years and years before there were cell phones and hashtags was that the photographer was set up throughout the reception. So anybody, you know, any couple that was there, any family members that were there that wanted to get a picture together could do so. Yeah. But of course the scam then was if you wanted a copy of those pictures, you had to pay once the photographer, you know, the book came out you would have to order them where I'm guessing nobody really orders pictures from weddings now. Yeah. Because you have cell phones, so people are taking their own pictures, and uh, yeah, and that gig is kind of going out. So there was that part, and then there was the the DJ, and this was another question. I'm thinking to myself, why do we need this guy? I mean, really, yeah. when it comes down to it, they're just playing music off of a laptop, which can't true. Anybody could have just you could have shown up with your yeah. playlist and Spotify. Yeah, done. Yeah. And that's it. So I thought that was kind of, and the, the music, uh, I won't complain about the music played because I understand what's going to be played at a wedding. Yeah. But the speaker system sucked. Ooh. And you know how that goes. I am a audio snob. I will admit you are, you're such a snob that bad audio. I mean, I remember when we saw Bruce Springsteen play at the, uh, whatever it was called at the time, the new white Sox park, the park they're in now. But we were in an area in the the club level, so the little area that's kind of between the lower deck and upper deck. And the way the whole stage was set up, we were hearing a clear bounce back of the music like three seconds right. after. So the whole thing was oh like listening God. to music in a garbage can. How awful. 
so after about yeah. an hour, I'm like, okay, that's it. We're done. I yeah. Mean, he was going to play for you know, three weddings are great. They're such, uh, like, uh, a place to be, a, well, you can, you don't have to be a fly on the wall. Just be there. You, it's great, great people watching and the way they behave and everything. You find out so much. It's, they're fascinating. I hate them, but I love observing them, you know? Right. Well, that's exactly it. And, and, and I'm Hello, is absolutely right. I'm like, now? I could do better at this DJ thing, which, you know, it's not hard. I mean, you have to bring something. If you're going to get paid, then Damn you have it. to be the proper MC. You have to bring some kind of personality to it. You have to get people involved in one way, shape, or form. You know, I, I, I talk about wedding pictures. Uh, when I went to Tony Spamante's wedding, um, who was uh, my uh, mafia buddy back in New York, on the way into the, the uh, catering place, which was in Brooklyn, um, there was actually a a panel truck, a van, right, with both barn doors in the back open, and about three guys, three FBI, three feds in there with a video camera. <laughs> they didn't even try to be discreet about it, taping everybody going in there, and you know everybody there was Sicilian except for me, and I actually remember one of these guys like pulling his head away from the camera, just staring at me like, what the fuck is this redheaded guy? How does he, how does he fit into this scheme? They, they were totally scratching their heads. That's the, that's the wedding video I want. That's probably somewhere in some vault in DC, but uh, yeah. Well, what I'm seeing is, you know, how you see in all the television shows and movies where the FBI or whoever is the big government agency working the case that they have like the big bulletin board with all the pictures and all the strings oh, yeah. connecting them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right in the middle was a picture of you. Circle. How does this guy <laughs> fit this? in? Who the fuck is this? <laughs> Could be the big boss. We don't know. We don't know. He's probably the Irish mafia. You know, they hook up now and then. That's right. It. Well, yeah, yeah, you have to work together in a uh, yeah. spirit of cooperation. The Westies. Yeah. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> you got to in order to expand. But it was fun. I mean, it was fun getting out and beyond the fact Good. that the uh, the sound quality was bad and the uh, yeah. the DJ didn't have a great personality to bring people. In. Right. But this may just be the way they do it now. This may be the we don't want to encourage people too much to do anything because then that, yeah. you know, a little too uh, little too intense, maybe. Yeah. And I'm certainly glad it's seen. I mean, again, I don't know. It's been a long time since I had a wedding. But for a while, the, the dancing bridal parties, those guys were like the precursor to the dancing TikTok nurses. Remember all that shit? <laughs> yeah, it's all it was the, like, like 10 yeah. years. All you saw on YouTube was, uh, you know, bridesmaids and ushers doing, you know, kooky dances on the way into the church or whatever. So the big choreographed stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Just stop. It's not your day. It's their day. Calm down. Right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Right. Just uh, be there for the reason that you're there, which, again, yes. it was nice that it didn't seem like everybody was on the cell phones and all that. And that's nice. And uh, it was uh, it was nice to be out. It was nice to see people. And uh, it was nice that you didn't have to have, uh, you know, the covid insanity again, because this was pushed mm. back a year. And I mentioned that year. before. Unfortunately, it was then. My brother-in-law passed away in the interim, right. which was the groom's father. And, right. you know, that put a little bit of a damper on things. But, you know, life goes on. Yeah. That's what you have to kind of embrace that you have to, as Warren Zevon said, enjoy every sandwich. Nobody knows True. when their time's going to come. No. But the, I, I liked know. your uh, latest 
edition of that Larry show, especially the picture on the front of you as Fonzie. <laughs> I thought that worked really well. Good. Jumping the shark. And you, you mentioned it in the episode and I was thinking at the same time, just like looking at all the youngins at the wedding, it's like, do these people even, would they get that reference of happy days? Would they get the reference to half this music that you know, I would like uh, to hear? Uh, yeah. Maybe not. Probably not. Probably not. I guess no. Yeah. It's a nostalgia. And how are the people young now? How are you going to feel nostalgic about this age? What are you going to look back on? Like, hey, remember when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock? Weren't those great times? Yeah. It's pretty crazy. And we all were masked up and. I don't know. It's pretty, it's pretty bizarre. I don't think anybody, anyone will be doing any glorifying nostalgia shows about uh, the 2020s, or at least not, not thus far, two years into it. And that may be by design. I think that is it. We have to be bad in order to reset. Maybe. Maybe. The the Grammys were last night, which I don't know if anybody cares. (laughs) No, I don't. Did you watch any of it? No, I did not. I mean, I cared about as much as I did about the oscars and i guess nobody hit each other at the grammys so oh. it didn't make big news the only thing that made news from the grammys that once again gives me pause was the fact that oh there's a video message from Zelensky. yeah in english i understand interesting i don't yeah did, did he actually speak english i wonder if he was actually I, spoke I, or I what I don't know. I didn't see it, but I saw a headline saying Zelensky delivers Grammy message in English. So I don't know. Which again, they want more war. Oh which, yeah. Which seems to be what Zelensky wants. The uh, sure. The whole thing of asking the people at the Grammys to tell the truth about the war, which was the one quote that I kind of pulled up on from Zelensky. It's like. What really is the truth? And why are you going to the Grammy Awards? Why are you going to musicians mm-hmm. to tell the truth about what's yeah. going on? As we're seeing more and more stories claiming that Russia is doing so many bad things that it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. This well, is he's a former comic, right? So he's a frustrated performer. So he's got much. that's why, why. Why pass up that opportunity? You know, a comic actor. I mean, that's the, uh, you know, that's the whole thing. An actor and a uh, comic. Yeah. So, And then there was that video he did, the, the Beyonce thing of uh, in kind of like semi-drag or something, wasn't he? So, you know. So he knows how to play well, a part. Yeah. I also saw somewhere that he's worth over a billion, like a billion four or something. Is that true? Or well, you're the head of there? one of the most corrupt countries in the world. So that would kind of make everything they're saying Putin is. You kind of yeah. look at Zelensky and go to mm-hmm. a lesser extent. But yeah, same. Playbook. Yeah, I just give him time. Right. Because Vlad is probably worth a hundred billion. And, um, you know, but he, Zelensky's just getting started. So come back in 10 years. So yes. I've worth. heard rumors that say they believe that Putin is the richest man in the world. That may well be. Yeah. Because you really, you're talking about the, the oligarchs of Russia, which is basically organized crime, which the vig that Vladimir is getting is Mm. probably pretty nice. And we know that Russia is corrupt, but everybody that wants to point to that, it's like, do you not think the United States is corrupt though? Mm Mm-hmm. That's the question. That is why the whole Hunter Biden laptop thing, what the three letter agencies really wanted to know was, is the Biden family 
in the pocket of or beholden to? Do they have evidence on whether it's Ukraine, whether it's China, whether it's Russia? Yeah, that's why the sweeping of that story under the rug was a really big deal. Sure. But this hate crime stuff with Putin, it's like, I don't get it. Maybe it's absolutely true. I can't prove that it's not, but it seems like a very well-crafted story and wait a minute hang on what are you talking war crimes or hate crimes well war crimes what's the hate crime with him it's a well this is the question i mean this all the stuff that they're claiming would make putin Mm -hmm. a war criminal i see the analog in what's going on in the united states with all of the hate crime talk and i've covered a few of these things which have, okay you know which have shown right. well for everybody that's saying well obviously we have to believe this video that's coming out of ukraine because why would they lie well why would the multiple black kids have posted racist graffiti on their school you know i mean gotcha. this is why would right. jesse have done it? i mean there's people that do it yes there are and the stakes are much higher when mm-hmm. it comes to what's going on in ukraine And again, it may absolutely be true, but I want some verification. I do not believe just video that comes out saying, well, obviously, Putin's a war criminal. All of a sudden, you got Blinken and Biden like, oh, we have to try him and we have to get him out of power. It's this is not that simple when you look at Russia and you look at Ukraine and you go, Russia seemingly should have been able to go in and flick any of the Ukraine forces off like it was nothing mm-hmm. because it's a little country who doesn't have any weapons allegedly blah 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 but then you see what the story now is it's like russia's losing people left and right and there's mm-hmm. just the way they frame the stories there was one that there was maybe 2500 ukraine civilians who've been killed in this and i'm like that's all that seems mm-hmm. like nothing how many people were dying a day from covid right you know and True there's no perspective on this stuff and that's really all i want i want a little you're asking too much i know you're asking too much so stop i'm asking for way too much (laughs) when i'm asking for perspective to be like well this doesn't make sense when you're so you're your job as a citizen okay is to gobble the shit and don't question okay so get that straight it is i mean again i when you are the leader of ukraine who says no men can leave the country you are now fighting for the army you can no longer call them civilians there is no male civilian then between the Mm -hmm. ages of 18 and 65 whatever it was none of those people Mm -hmm. are civilians in ukraine anymore that's right so you can't count them among civilian dead and just the stuff they're saying russia is doing it doesn't make sense if it is true then the russian forces and if it was authorized by putin way 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 out there but i've seen people do some really horrible things in order to try to justify what they want and to the whole the ends justify the means thing so again i need factual based reporting and not something i saw on tiktok right but with the grammys lewis ck won a grammy can you believe that did he really yes best comedy album best comedy album Jay. And it's pissing people off, of course. Because mm. he was supposed mm. to be canceled, you know, Larry. He was supposed to be canceled. Yeah. 
except he kind of canceled himself. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And if you un- if you cancel yourself, I guess you can uncancel yourself. There's yourself. the yeah. so and, well, that means Will Smith will be back then. Well, it? this is the interesting <laughs> thing because people are trying to make the connection between those two guys, and are they? I just don't see it. I don't see no. it. the The Daily Beast, which is a news organization in name only, who lies. Oh yeah, it's a rag. It's horrible. But their headline yes. was. Cancel because of this. It's showing you that cancel culture is a myth because Louis C.K. won a Grammy. It's like, no, that doesn't prove that at all. No. But this is the issue when it's like, well, because he's a white guy, then of course he's going to get preferential treatment. And there was there was some professor that said it was four hundred years of black oppression or something that caused the Will Smith slap. And I'm thinking. This guy's like a multi-millionaire. <laughs> actually said that. Yes. <laughs> wow. This is the insanity. It's like, well, you really want to treat people based upon their genetics more than anything else, which is sure always been a strange thing to me. But trying to equate that when we go back, because people forget really quickly what the sins these people committed were. Where in the case of Louis C.K., yeah, he's a bit of a pervert, but every story that I've read said that, well, he always asked the women, hey, do you mind if I jerk off in front of you? Yeah. He asked, you know, yeah. I mean, this is, and this is well, somehow the same as assaulting somebody. Yeah. Well, timing is everything. And you think about Pee Wee Herman, <laughs> he was just, uh, you know, in a raincoat movie theater alone and some cop, uh, you know, but locked him up for playing with his johnson i mean he, he was i don't even think he was like any making anybody watch him or anything and he no. was canceled forever right i mean that guy got a bad deal and actually Wee had a lot of talent he really did well and it was because he was mainly a child centric you know that that was yeah. his fan base that was a, a big part of that which i don't really understand but yeah. uh you know that's just the way it goes the yeah. uh in this case what bit defender wants to update really you want to try to update my antivirus during uh during a show <laughs> really i don't that's like do you not see i'm connected to clean feed i'm recording usually you would think the antivirus would oh and really now that's are you still there the clean feed window went black oh freaking antivirus let me refresh this. This is annoying. Now, this is causing this is causing massive amounts of rage. I think that just like <laughs> blacked you know out everything. Off, yeah, you were offline for for a bit there, Darren. Yeah, you I know. had to refresh again. I think it was the okay. stupid antivirus updating mid show. Oh, my God. That because that popped up and then all of a sudden clean feed went out and oh. uh I know maybe that's why it went out earlier too. Maybe there's this antivirus stuff that'll make me angry. There's no question about it. Um, So it's good for Planet Rage, but the point here was the fact that it goes back to the Bible, really. With he who has no sin, cast the first stone. If you're going after people for like Louis C.K. and you want his career to be over because he masturbated in front of women after asking them if it was okay 
I mean, this isn't like he just walked up to somebody randomly and drop trow and start going to town. Yeah. It was weird, but he asked for permission and they all gave it. So, you know, right. there's what's the problem? Yes. Well, that that was my question. What is the problem? Because like, do you think anybody in Hollywood or in the music business? I mean, going to the Grammys, do you think any of these people are without sin? Do you think there's any of these people who haven't done weird sexual stuff? Do you think there's any of these people who aren't, you know, have taken illegal drugs and done all this? It's like, what what are we canceling people for? Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's a mystery. Yes, it is. It's a mystery. I don't get Uh, it, which is why cancel culture needs to end. Yeah, it does need to end. It does. But I don't think it ever will. I really don't. It's the new weapon of choice. I mean, you know. How's that going to end? I I just don't see it. I don't know. We talked about on the last episode that Elon Musk was thinking about. Why didn't we? Why didn't we buy Twitter? Yeah. Why didn't we buy Twitter? (laughs) What the fuck were we thinking? God, you know, but it was interesting, right? Because last episode we talked about the fact that somebody asked Elon, you know, hey, maybe you should have a free speech platform, social media. Mm -hmm. And Elon said he was giving serious thought to it. Now, all of a sudden, he owns like 10% of Twitter. Yes. Which means some chunk. Yeah, that means you should have some kind of say in what's going on. Yeah. I mean, how much more he can he grab? I mean, I'm sure he's got the resources, but maybe maybe he'll just gobble the whole thing and then fumigate it. Get all the cockroaches out of there. Wouldn't that be beautiful? It would be because if you're looking at this, you're like, you know. The technological aspect, the infrastructure of the actual system with Twitter Mm -hmm. is solid. It's just the people running it and what they're doing that sucks. Absolutely. Yeah. So why start from the ground up? Just gobble up the company. Right. So that will be interesting to see. And maybe that will help the whole cancel culture thing. Although people are still going to go after anybody that says or does something that they don't like, which again, comedy has always been about that comedy has always been about taking little shots that had a morsel of truth that people have always been the butt of the joke and if you start going to 100 percent wokeness then all of comedy is gone Mm -hmm. and that just doesn't work now in your neck of the woods which is only your neck of the woods for a while i saw a story out of los angeles did you see Mm -hmm. this that they're planning over the next five years spending three billion dollars of taxpayer money to house the homeless oh listen this is this is not news to me um it's not just housing them it's housing some of them in splendor (laughs) you you know there there are condos being built um around la for them by this budget and they're talking like um i think it was something absurd, like seven to 900,000 per unit. I mean, what the fuck for a yes. condo? It's, 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 it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I looked it up. I'm like, okay, there are about 41,000 homeless people in Los Angeles. I'm sorry. People experiencing that's, that's, homelessness. That's way off. That's a bullshit low ball number. Much higher than that. I would agree. Much this higher. is the number that Shit. they're giving. But with the yeah. number they're giving at the budget they're giving is $73,000 per person to find them housing. Yeah. That is your government at work. That is not yeah. exactly. Uh, 
Sure. The, the city of L.A. is buying up hotels to convert them into homeless housing. And there's absolutely no um, bar set as to you can't move in if you're, you know, u- using drugs or whatever. It's just eh, come on in. You know, it's all good. As if that's going to change anything. You know, this is not and has never been a problem about high rents. It's a pro- it's a drug and mental illness problem. But these douchebags that run this city and run the state refuse, absolutely refuse to acknowledge that fact. So this is the this is the fix. Well, because if you were to acknowledge that, you put part of the blame at least on the people that are homeless and they don't want to do that. And the politicians who made the environment uh, homeless, or I should say, public drug use friendly. This was all there's a couple of guys on the radio here, Darren, that have been fixtures in L.A. for shit, 30 years at least named John and Ken. And they predicted all of this. I mean, right to the letter. Like seven, eight years ago, I would listen to them. Everybody listened to their big drive, afternoon drive presence, AM radio. And they said, when, once they passed, there was two bills, Prop 4751 and maybe a third one. And basically, it decriminalized all the quality of life stuff. You want to piss in the street? Fine. You want to shoot drugs in the street? Fine. You want to sleep in the street? Fine. You want to steal shit? You know, nothing over anything less than 950 bucks. That's Jake with us. We're not even going to pursue that. And, and these guys said, hey, man, this place is, gonna, is going to be a shithole in a matter of years, very few years. And they were dead right. And it was all, this is all 100% the fault of the politicians. One, not 99, 100%. And you go back to the fact that if people could figure that out, did the people that put these policies into place, were they idiots who were totally wrong that this would help? Or did they know it was going to cause the collapse of the city? They know. I agree. They know. I agree. And that is the problem with the people that are running things in these cities that are allowing crime to run rampant. Which is, you know, Chicago, we already talked about the freeway shootings, massive shootings every week, and it's not getting any better. And the homeless situation, anti-Maxine was out at something in California where people thought she was giving away vouchers for government housing, which I guess she didn't have. And they got upset. I wish I had the audio of this. If somebody's got it, point me to it. But so she's there talking to a crowd of mainly people who do not have homes they start getting a little agitated and she starts getting angry that she's getting blamed at all and then starts yelling for them to go home i mean it is too delicious when you have somebody like auntie maxine yelling at homeless people to go home Mm -hmm. because then they're like where where do you want us to go we're here because we don't have homes go home meanwhile Maxine lives in a $5 million mansion in Hancock Park, which, uh, you know, people, it's one of those areas in, in LA that people who don't live here never hear about, but it's a really nice, st- some stylish real estate down there, which is nowhere near the districts she represents. And that's another thing, you know, people, you, you politician, you want to represent some area, you fucking live there. You don't get to yes. go to some 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 nice, sweet thing and then and commute back and forth to your castle. Fuck off. You, you live where you represent, but no, it doesn't work that way. Well, that is the big scam in a lot of politics. Yes. When you send people as senators to Washington, D.C., they get very out of touch very quick because you're not seeing the people of your home state. 
you're seeing lobbyists. So, I mean, I think a lot of those, it's like, right. it should all be work from home. I'm sorry. If you're mm-hmm. a senator from the state of Illinois, right. you should be in Illinois. We have the technology now where they can vote. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yes. Zoom. Make it Zoom Congress. You're yeah. right, Darren. Make that a hashtag and a, a movement. Zoom Congress. Yeah. And you have to be at the location that you represent mm-hmm. for a majority of the time. And I know this is a scam that people of all walks of life have been using when it comes to getting their kids into better schools. This is not a secret that, oh, right. if, you know, grandma lives in the area where the better school is, well, we'll just say, you know, junior is living with them. Have heard about that a lot here in Chicago because I mm-hmm. believe if it is still the same requirement in order to be a Chicago cop or fireman, you have to live within the city limits. And there's a lot of them who live in the suburbs and then just get a crappy apartment somewhere right within the city so they can say they have a mailing address. But when right. it comes to the politicians, it's like they should be responsible for the people that they represent. Which you have a clip, I guess, needs a little bit of setup. Speaking of politicians who sure. deserve to have their feet held to the fire. <laughs> now, but he's retired now. Are they? Why would they want to be mean to poor Bill de Blasio? Bill de Blasio. Well, the thing is, he uh, there's there's so much going on in this clip. So it it's um it's uh, there was there was a an event he attended in some type of uh you know you know whatever charity big wig event celebrity driven thing in new york in front of the barrymore hotel which must be new there was no barrymore when i lived oh is that for barry from uh the obamas <laughs> could be <laughs> barry and michelle <laughs> yeah and so there's there's bill with his wife uh Ch- Chirlane, i think your name is and they're posed you know with one of those b- backdrops uh let me see what the hell it says here do i have it oh so it's like one of those fancy parties where you have to have the brands and everything on the written on the back yeah yeah and they're they're they're, they're posed, posed in front of a, a backdrop that says something whatever the hell the, the address is in the you know the photographer taking pictures of them and so forth and it's called paradise square that's what the backdrop says whatever the fuck that is <laughs> it's like no not in new york there's no, there's no paradise in new york <laughs> that's but, long uh, gone long gone never was really but there they are and so there's you know what these scenes look like it's a busy city street there's a lot of cops there there's probably barricades between them and the crowds and they're getting they're cheesing it up for the photographers and then you know some guys who are probably at least 20 yards uh away from them um, begin to heckle him. And the reason what they're heckling them about is uh, de Blasio um, handed, I think, a, a billion and a half to his wife to run some type of uh, an organization to help the homeless called Thrive. And it was just there was no accounting. Nobody knows where this, this money just evaporated into their pockets. No, uh, no doubt. Right. Where the fuck? Where the fuck? There was like all his money spent. There was no results produced for it. And of course, Bill claimed that well, you you know you're you don't like women and you don't like black women and because everything is right. But but he never showed. Nobody ever showed any books to say this is this is what happened. So this guy of not this guy, a couple of guys start to heckle him. And remember, they're quite a distance away. So if you want to if that's enough of a uh you know a setup and i'll I'll stop you with that at pertinent parts of course that we want people to got it focus on <laughs> where's the money at least that's good so the first question out is where's the money where's the money and i have heard this uh story mentioned a few times on uh, bill o'reilly show talking about the fact mm-hmm. that a lot of this money went to his wife 
They're really bad communists. Yeah. Well, well, they're yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like communists yeah. aren't supposed to steal your money. They're supposed they're to give not. it away. But but they do. Yeah. Shalane, where's the money? Hey, Shalane, where's the money, Shalane? Where's the money, Shalane? Where's the money? Stop. Now, I don't know if that's a Chicago idiom, but that's one of them. Always one of my favorites of New York. You only hear people call rat bastards in New York. I think <laughs> do they, people do, do they say, is that a Chicago thing, Darren? I mean, it probably, I mean, but although you can tell with the accent, it's a little different in New York. And I think yeah, the rats I, are you, a bigger problem in New York. So true. You never hear that in LA, you know, people call people other things, but I, I've never heard anybody say anybody a rat bastard other than in New York, which is a great, a great term. I like it. I agree. And it should be yeah. used more often. Totally. Yes. Where's the money? Fuck yourself. Fuck yourself. That was the same guy that was yelling about being a rat bastard. That guy's <laughs> not happy. Like, no, he's actually there's two or three guys. And one of them, the, 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 the guy that's saying rat bastard and fuck yourself is one dude. Right. But the one that keeps screaming, where's the money? Is a dude holding up a you know cell phone um, video recording the situation, right? So there's two two different guys. There may be a third in there, but just I just I just mentioned that it'll make sense in a minute why I bring that up. And it's interesting that these people do this because you know you're never going to get an answer. So a lot of this is just theater, but it is entertaining theater. It is. Where's the money? Now, are they paying any attention to these people at all? I mean, they can hear them, I'm guessing. They can hear them. And de Blasio is about your size. So he can probably see him as well. Um, but what's happened is that the, they're, they're now moving away from the backdrop to their limousine or whatever. They're getting out of Dodge because they realize it's kind of <laughs> getting a little hot and unpleasant. So they're, they're moving away from, from this. Yeah. They don't want to answer the questions. No. No. <laughs> Okay, stop right there. All right, now what's happened right there is very interesting. There are cops there, and there's several, of course. Now, this guy is the, the, the guy with the cell phone who's recording this. Like I said, he's at least from what I, I would guesstimate about 20 yards from uh, from de Blasio and, and the missus. And this cop who's a sergeant, he's got his uh, chevron on his shoulder, right? He grabs this dude by his bicep where he's holding the, the cell phone up and pushes him away. And then he says to him, um, are you press? Right. And it's like, Whoa, whoa, hang on, hang on there, Sarge. This is a fucking public street. This is not the mayor anymore. He's just some private chooch. And this dude has every right to record or scream whatever the fuck he wants at de Blasio, Sarge. It gets even better when you realize that de Blasio was the single most anti-cop mayor ever to hold office in New York, maybe in the country. Yet this fucking cop wants to carry his water and defend this prick. It was really repulsive. Yeah, that makes no sense. No. And then another one who was masked does the same thing. They're, they're pushing this guy back. I'm thinking, 
you, you, you guys have zero right to doing this. You're completely, completely 100% in the wrong, but they're, they're defending an asshole who hates their guts. Yeah. And if you're out on the street, it doesn't really matter if you're press or not. No, you, you don't really no have difference. extra access. It's not like you no. need access to get into a press conference or something. Correct. Correct. And the reality is everybody is press, which yeah. you would think by now that cops have had enough experience with and sometimes they're assholes holding those cell phones but people holding up cell phones to try to catch all sorts of different things and a lot of the times with the cops it is a gotcha game like well i'm gonna get this cop pissed so then i can go on youtube and show him you know smacking me around or whatever it is sure so it's kind of interesting when uh yeah it's like if i was a cop and i saw somebody with a camera i would just smile and just smile do yeah. your job and the other thing is it's really sick too and this is you know we're talking about people having to live in the districts they represent um this whole idea of politicians who are you know the, the, the one is elected husband wife doesn't matter and somehow automatically the spouse is now kind of a co-mayor or co-governor or co-president right i was gonna say dr jill up. baby Right. And this goes back and this this is on both sides of the fucking aisle. You know, Nancy Reagan, don't say just say, you know, no, no. There's one one president. One person is elected and the fucking spouse should just butt the fuck up, you know, dress up nice and cheese it for the the black tie affairs. But you don't get involved in policy. You don't get budgets. You don't do shit. It's just so wrong. So wrong. Well, yeah, because there's nothing that says your thoughts and your policies would coincide with the person you're married with. Right. They weren't elected. Nobody cares what they're about. But this is like such an American tradition. And it's so fucked up. Well, that was the whole big deal with people trying to make a big deal about the Ginny Thomas texts and stuff from January 6th. That's Clarence Thomas's wife. Right. And it's like, but what does it have to do with him? Nothing. (laughs) You know, right. She's not sitting on the bench. If she broke the law, then that's fine. But that doesn't mean he broke a law. It's, you know, you then ignore the Hunter Biden laptop, which might actually implicate Joe Biden, which that seems like it's a little bit more of a story. There was a coverage on this, which I thought was kind of bizarre, um, where they're talking about one of the three letter agencies that was trying to get a hold of the hunter biden laptop and this was somebody being interviewed on just the news but they were ex-military and it was confirmed according to the people doing the reporting with other sources Mm -hmm. that once they realized maybe it wasn't the original that they decided well no then it's not going to do us any good because the chain of command once that has been uh, or not chain of command the chain of custody for the evidence once you can't guarantee that anything that would show up on that laptop is unusable to them and i thought that was a really interesting tidbit Mm. because of all of the stuff that we've talked about with the deep fakes and all of that right because what it tells me is even with the technology that the three-letter agencies of this country have which should be pretty damn good they still cannot guarantee anything is real 
Because otherwise you'd be like, well, I don't care if I get a copy of a copy of a copy of Hunter Biden's laptop. Sure. Because I can still take that data and we'll be able to tell if the videos have been altered or anything like that. It seems like maybe they can't. Hmm. Or they lost interest for another reason, but <laughs> now you're talking. Uh-huh. That was the thing that really stuck out to me was that there was a three-letter agency, they wanted it, and then we're like, oh well, no, if you yeah. can't if you can't guarantee the uh the chain of custody, then it calls any of it into question, which it's like, I don't know. Again, it's a place to start where you can move on to verify. If you find a video sure. of Hunter Biden, you know, doing coke off a 12 year old stripper's ass, then you go, oh, well, can we verify this? Mm-hmm. And maybe it is a deep fake. Maybe somebody that had the hard drive in the interim adds yeah. that in. And I would not doubt that that could possibly happen. Just like I talked about with the video coming out of Ukraine. Sure. If you're somebody that wants to take somebody down, you might do that. What about the emails, though? Something I get a feeling like an email is harder fake because it's it's, there's two ends to it. You know what I mean? There is definitely somebody else you can go to to verify. Exactly. So there's a lot that could be verified. And I'm just it was weird to me that that was like, oh, no, well, we're not interested anymore. No. Yeah. Yeah, well, I know that like Adam and John were saying that this is this is resurfacing because it's an inside plot from the DNC. They want to flip Joey, and now suddenly they're they're they're, they're going to uh, throw uh, throw Hunter to the wolves. And but you know, I don't, I don't, I, I it'd be nice, but I, I don't see that happening. I think it's just I don't know why. I, I haven't figured out why suddenly that is coming to the fore again. His I, laptop. I think is because there is a sitting grand jury in delaware right now that is investigating hunter biden and i believe that what the wapo and the new york times and everybody that didn't want to cover this story when it Mm. was really inconvenient during the presidential election which probably swung the results of the presidential election because if that story would have come out i think a lot of people as much as they hated donald trump would have to go oh joe biden's in the pocket of enter whatever country it may be it could be ukraine it could be russia could Could be be. china yeah so if you have a president which is the one bit about the story in that talking about biden's laptop that said oh well if we don't have the chain of custody we don't want it that was what the three-letter agency allegedly said they were looking to find out which was if the president or anybody in his family was compromised by a foreign government which you know it'd be really interesting to know when you're going to war wouldn't it yeah (laughs) which which uh judicial governing body whatever has assembled that grand jury in in delaware who's who's be who's you know who's driving that bus it would have to be i think a federal prosecutor i think whatever gets filed it's the uh, feds so it just happens to be in delaware but it's the feds and yes and i think once it's in motion there's really not much they can do except let the system play out of course with joe biden being president if they yeah. came down and went to trial and it was like he's guilty well it's an instantaneous uh pardon at least that's the possibility hmm. which would also end joe's career although joe's career is pretty much over i'm sorry joey's <laughs> career is pretty much over already but i i kind of believe that that's the reason this is coming back out which is it's going to be a story they know it is going to be a story yeah. And if they continue to ignore this, then they really look like 
they're covering it up. I think you have to at least mention it because yeah. you know it's coming back. Yeah. Either way, it shows you the massive amount of corruption going on in the news media, and oh. it shows you the massive amount of corruption in our government, which, again, you can say whatever you want about Biden. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Putin. Wow. That is not a uh, that there's no there's very little correlation between those guys. But you can say whatever you want. It's uh, you don't know what the truth yeah. is. No, no, it's uh, it's you know, it's really New, uh, New York. Um, the states have really degenerated into uh, it's almost like a banana republic. It's yes, it really is. Like, how did we get here? I want to know. How did we get here? How it's the mentality of people. And yeah. I pulled a video because I wanted to talk about tipping. Yeah, oh. well, I didn't want to, but because of this video, mm-hmm. we had the girl that was the Uber driver. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I found this, which was an older white guy Uber driver. I'm like, well, I, we need a little equal time. I mean, we made fun of the girl and that was so sexist sure. and horrible of us. But <laughs> this was a white guy who go also. He goes by the name on YouTube, Gig Lebowski, which means he's really open to to be mocked a little bit. And he was Mm -hmm. talking about an order that he had on Grubhub or Uber Eats. He's one of these gigger guys who puts all of his exploits up on a video channel, which I'm still wondering why anybody would watch this as, as, as far as regular entertainment goes, which is. Hey, I'm driving around doing deliveries. Here's, <laughs> here's how much I got as a tip, you know, but I guess at least he's giving me content. So I appreciate that. Gig we, Lebowski. We're grateful for that. Yes. See, this is the problem, people. Okay. I know I wanted just to get the $9 to pay for gas to come over here because I had to come this way anyway. Uh, just pay for my trip here. But look at this. Yeah. Excuse me for my language. I'm going to try to edit that out. Now, he's showing a picture of a customer's home, which it seems like an average house to me. But I don't know. This is in Alabama, so maybe it is, okay. as he's going to say, a mansion. Look at this. All right. All right. Mansion, right? Okay. 450 is the tip. 475 is the base pay. It stayed 925. Look at this house, dude. Now, am I being judgy? Hell yeah, I'm being judgy. The the coffee place is all the way across town. Now, I would have never taken this order if I would have been, you know, staying out here working. But you would, I don't know, man. Some some poor soul that was just, I mean, just going to be taking orders anyway would have would have brought it to you. And I'm pretty sure that's what she's used to. But damn, dude. I mean, you you got money. You got money. I'm sorry. And you're gonna tip four fifty for somebody to bring you some damn coffee. That that don't even make sense, dude. I mean, okay. Hmm. I don't know. That to me seems like a pretty good tip if somebody brought you coffee and the tip was four dollars and fifty cents. Well, how much how much was the coffee? I mean, if 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 the coffee was twenty bucks, the four fifty would still be a pretty good tip, wouldn't it? Right. I mean, I think he says later on in the video, I don't know if it's part of this clip that there were a couple scones or something with it too but either way okay like you got your 925 you know what the base pay is you know there is no guarantee of tip when you're making these deliveries and you're complaining that it's too far to make it worth your while then why are you doing it 
Well, yeah, well, he has a choice. He doesn't have to take the the jobs, right? He can Correct. not do that. So if he and he's got he's got uh, GPS. He knew what the distance was, what, what how much gas it would eat up, whatever. So why take why even do it? And he said because he was going that way anyway. He had to go to Publix right. or something. So it's like it was on his <laughs> way. Okay, so he undercuts his own story. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just don't understand what people expect when it comes to tipping and when it comes to something like uber eats or grubhub it has always been if you're tipping on food if you're going to a restaurant it's always been on a percentage of what you're spending yes it seems like the guys that deliver for these services think that the tip should be based upon how far away it is Mm. and i don't really buy that i mean one or the size, the size of your house, right. according to him. Right, because the house is, you have enough money, you could give more of a tip for your coffee and yeah. two scones, you should be paying more than the 450 And my guess is, you know, a coffee and a couple of scones, like you said, maybe 20 bucks at the high end, right. which means that you're still over a 20% tip, and maybe the culture is they expect more than that for somebody delivering things in a car i don't understand i mean we know there is a base pay we know the base pay isn't great and they rely on tips but this concept if i want to order a two dollar coffee but it takes you 20 minutes to get here like you think i should pay you like 50 bucks to (laughs) deliver a two dollar coffee it's like you're choosing to do it the guy that's ordering the coffee how does he know how fucking far you to drive to deliver it he doesn't I mean, they know where the the venue you're buying it from is, but I mean, the way I would look at it, I think is the way a lot of people do is like, well, with the pizza delivery guys, usually they're doing two or three deliveries at a time. And that may not be the case here. I don't know how this all works out. If there's like multiple stops you're making or if they normally just go by, you know, get one order and drive it to where it's going. I don't know. I know a lot of these orders yeah. just sit around if they don't have a tip added on to them. Of course, people can change the tip after, which was, you know, one of the great scams because mm-hmm. then you can pull that off. But right to me, I still would yeah. go by the amount that's being ordered because I believe they are getting paid that base pay, which is covering your gas. That's probably right. the big part of this. But just because it's going to take you a longer time to get it there, it's like, well, your base pay should cover that. It should all be based on a percentage. I still think of the amount that you're ordered and not, oh, well, the further away we are, the more it should be. It's like, well, then don't take the order. If you know you're going to drive that coffee an hour away and make two bucks, then don't do it. Well, the tipping thing has gotten weird. I mean, originally it was pretty, pretty much tipping was, uh, um, solely the, uh, the province of food service, right? Bartenders and waiters and somebody, you know, you would tip on how basically how good the service was, you know, did they just get you your stuff in reasonable amount of time with uh, a modicum of courtesy. Okay. Here's your 15 or 20%. Did they really like to keep your water filled every two seconds and tuck in your napkin and pull out your chairs, you know, then you, you, you tip accordingly. But now, I mean, every, every coffee joint has a tip jar. 
Um, I'm expecting, you know, a tip jar at the gas pumps any day now, just because, because, <laughs> hey, some guy had to fill those tanks, right? And the, 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 you know, it's it's become kind of insane, really. The the uh, it's the tip thing is metastasized into so many other industries, and I don't even understand why. You know, during the COVID thing here in LA, okay, a lot of places where I'd get takeout from those those businesses, and I would always try to patronize the the uh, the small business person rather than chains. Okay. And normally I don't tip for takeout, right? You know? Well, any more than I tip for my groceries, the, the guy at the check stand, you know, it's just, it's absurd, but I would, because these guys were, you know, they were almost down for the count. So yeah, but the, but the, that shit's over, but, but right. the jars are still there. You know, so it's like, <laughs> yes, that part is not exiting and you're absolutely right. It was, well, we understand that your wait staff, which was normally earning tips, now cannot. So whether they had to get laid off right. or whatever, yes, people felt right. bad and were willing to throw a little money in because if you were a regular at the establishment, you thought it was the right thing yeah. to do because they were out of a job. Right. Exactly. But with the food delivery, it's like we did the home delivery a bunch of times, and I'm betting that we tipped better than most just because it was worth the sure not having that you know inconvenience of having to go out and deal with being masked and all the other crap right. going on but right i'm sure a lot of people were like nope not paying at all and the people that are in yeah. those jobs i get it but complaining then about the tip and let me let this guy go on a little bit longer this that kind of just rubbed me the wrong way because it's like mm. for a coffee now if you would have told me that they ordered like 500 dollars worth of pizzas and gave you five bucks Right. Then you'd have a little bit of a story. But when you're like, ah, I brought sure. a coffee, that's, that's a little <laughs> bit uh, being a bitch. No, me. OK, let me calm down. I, I'm more upset at the fact that that person right there probably orders this all the time. and does not give a damn about you, me or anybody. All they want is their damn coffee. Now, when you order your food, Larry, do you care about anybody besides just getting your. I'm just curious. I mean, it's nice that you want to be polite and tip and be yeah. gracious, but anybody ordering their food, do you think who is sitting down to order some food for lunch or dinner right now, listening mm -hmm. to this, who is going, yeah. you know, that delivery driver bringing this, they're really my first priority. Yeah. I wonder how his uh, home life is and uh, is he getting proper nutrition? And <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's funny. Is he also spinning like a ratchet wrench as he talks? You hear that sound? It sounds like a socket. He's in his car driving and I processed okay. the hell out of this because yeah. the it had to have the uh, high pass because it was all the engine rumble and there's like stuff in his car, obviously, maybe in the you know glove compartment or something moving around as he drives. Right. Because, yeah, there's a lot of extraneous noises. We tried to minimize okay. those as he <laughs> ran. I like that. I need to calm down. Like, sure. And they think that 450 should cover you get here. That, that's absolutely insane. It's insane to think that four dollars and 50 cents is enough of a tip on a coffee. Mm. I don't see. I just don't get that. I don't buy into that. Well, so, yeah, yeah. I don't usually blow up about rich people i mean I, I do say rich people don't tip much but um that's just disheartening man that's disheartening hey, you you can't tell me you don't have money enough to tip like 450 is ass that is ass tip for the for the distance you live from mr coffee bean so again it's an ass tip mm -hmm. for the distance that you live mm -hmm. 
I don't know. Again, I don't think any regular person thinks about the length of the journey to bring them whatever it is. Yeah. It's you're putting it in a car, you're driving it, and you're getting out of your car. Yeah. We have a pizza place that you could drive to if I get in my car. I could be there in probably 90 seconds. That's how close the place is. <laughs> you know, and you tip that guy like the five bucks, whatever it is when he brings a pizza. Yeah. Now, I don't really see any difference if you have to bring it 20 minutes. You're still doing the same amount of work. You're driving a little bit further, but it's like, I wouldn't be like, oh, well, okay, if you had to drive, you know, 10 minutes to bring the pizza instead of two minutes, is that worth five times? So should I be giving the guy driving the pizza 10 minutes? Should he yeah. be getting instead of five bucks? Should he be getting like, you know, 50 bucks? Cause you know, he had to drive 10 minutes <laughs> or is the guy driving like 90 seconds. Should I give him like a buck? Cause it's like, yeah, you're right here. You're not really you're right here. Yeah. Could have taken a pogo stick. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's 27 cents. <laughs> I, mean, I just never really considered the, the length of the journey to be why yeah. you should get a higher rate of pay now i think there is a base thing built in i don't know how uber eats or grubhub figures in the base but if that mm. base is figured in by the length and to pay for your gas then you have no thing at all to bitch about yeah you know that's uh absolutely it blue Deuce says fuck this guy it's like yeah i think that's uh <laughs> like a lot of people <laughs> kind of feel that way i hope because he's angry wow I'll never deliver there again unless I'm going home, I guess. But I'm um, just saying, it's just, and I get so frustrated over this stuff because, like, you know, you got regular Joes that, that work work like we do or either they're like a cashier somewhere or, you know, maybe that's, I mean. So now when you're saying that, it's like, is that not like belittling a cashier that, like, <laughs> I mean, really, you know, then work like we do, or maybe you're a lowly cashier and they still, uh, they still tip better. They tip better than rich people, but rich people probably manage their money better. True. But they have more money. That's my point. Yeah. I don't know what that cowbell was, but uh, what was the cowbell? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Time's up or sounds like a game show. Kind of. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, yes, rich people are a little better managing their money, but that is a very uh yeah. putting somebody into a box that they don't deserve to be in because there are very frugal rich people and then yeah. there are those as we've talked about on this show i mean you heard a lot of stories back in the day of frank sinatra like every tip was a hundred and back then every yes <laughs> that's like, that like a thousand bucks yeah. absolutely yes you know yeah. so you can't say i mean frank thomas the ex-white Sox player hall of famer he's known to be a huge tipper there's a lot of guys that are like that and to me it's like i don't think you could even blame this person unless you want to try to educate people that you should be tipping based upon the length of drive so if i order a coffee Mm. and you have to drive 10 minutes well i should pay you five times what the coffee's worth then maybe you just shouldn't take those orders or that's yeah you know, I was in a, you know, I was a bartender in college for a while. And now that, now that I think of it, you know, I probably, it was a pretty, pretty long bar. And so I think maybe when I had to walk all the way to the end of the bar, I should have expected a bigger <laughs> tip than somebody that was right in front of me. Right. You're like, <laughs> want me to walk all the way down here? What the Get hell are you thinking? <laughs> I got to get paid more for this. 
Yeah. This is uh <laughs> this is true. I mean it, but it is the the tipping industry has always been yeah. weird to me. The the restaurant stuff is pretty easy to understand, which if you're going to go out to eat, you really should leave a tip. I know there are people that stiff waiters and waitresses, yes, but sure. It's part of the social contract if you're going out and you're spending 20 bucks on, you know, whatever lunch then you need to leave a 15, 20% tip, you know, unless service really sucks or something like that, then do what you got to do. Right. But the tipping mentality, it has gotten a little more out of hand with COVID. I mean, I know I think it's, again, you got to do what you feel is right. Sure. When I went to get my first haircut, because I didn't get a haircut for like a year with the COVID stuff. Mm. And I really like my barber and it's like, but you know, they're, it was a pain in the ass. And then all the masks, I'm like, I'd rather just let my hair grow. I wasn't afraid to get the yeah. Rona, but it's like, mm-hmm. I'd rather let my hair grow than have to go sit there with the mask on for a half hour. Sure. Yeah. But when I went to get that first haircut back, you know, I gave them like 20 or 30 bucks or something like that as a tip on a $20 haircut. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're trying to make up for lost time. Right. But a lot of people that are expecting tips that are, uh, a little bit out of control like this you know delivery guy here i don't know it seems it seems to be a little whiny especially in the context of this video which the end result was he thought he had a really good day because he made was like 130 bucks in four hours mm-hmm. which doesn't seem bad for it's not awful so eight your hour own day boss. 250 a day um that's pretty good if he can do that five days he's doing okay yeah, for your four yeah. hours or whatever he was working because it was only a half a day. So it's like, mm-hmm. so you're just mad that one person didn't tip you what you no. thought. And I want to know, like you said, what the bill was because a coffee and a couple of scones. I don't know what that coffee bean or whatever it was. Uh, it wasn't a Starbucks. Yeah. So I don't know if this was as yeah. overpriced. I'm guessing this is a company I had not heard of. So it's probably mm-hmm. not super high price and it's out of Alabama, which I'm guessing also super, not super high price. Right. That the guy made $9 and 25 cents to deliver a cup of coffee. And you're going to complain. That just seemed a little, uh, yeah, just seemed a little crazy, but you know, I, I've heard all of the arguments because it was weird going to Ireland 10, 15 years ago, whenever we were there, because that is not a big tipping culture. Mm-hmm. So you're not expected to tip more than like 10% on yeah. the dining and taxis and all of this stuff where, you know, now, like with the Uber drivers too, it's like, why, why would you tip? I mean, you're making the money to, to do the job. It's like the tipping above and beyond. I get both sides of that argument that then the price should just be raised for mm-hmm. what it costs. But uh, I mean, who am I to say we're podcasters? And I was thinking, I'm like, <laughs> Like I've never had, I've never worked in the food industry and I'm like, I never really had a job that relied on tips. And I'm thinking, well, wait the hell, what am I talking about? I'm a podcaster. Now we do rely on tips. That's right. And I'm going <laughs> to tweet you, uh, cause uh, CSB, he wanted you to read that, but we do yes. have some people to thank for okay. today's show, including nope. Tim Hezel, who comes in at $20. And we appreciate that. We do work on the value for value model. Thank you, Tim. Which means we put these shows out there. There's no paywall. You get to decide if you got any value out of them whatsoever. And if you did, then you send that value back to us by going to planetrage.show. 
slash donate. All of the information is there coming in at ten dollars today, which I think this is a monthly now. Loretta Vandenberg. She loves your voice, Larry. Red. She's fantastic. And I love Red. She's great. Everybody loves Larry's voice. Mr. Mr. Smooth, Mr. Velvet. (laughs) We're all just trying to do the same thing. I mean, I just keep buying million dollar microphones and processing. I'm like, how do I sound as good as Larry? I need to need to keep working on that. Coming in, which is also a new monthly, uh, Kevin Seifert coming in at $5, and that is appreciated. Thank you, Kevin. Yes. With all of these, I mean, if you ever want to attach notes, feel free to do something. Some people are more shy than others, but mm-hmm. who is not shy is coming in with his 10,033 Satoshis like he has been every show, which today, $4.58, which is a little less than last week, but that's because of the Bitcoin mania. But, but he it's had more than that delivery guy's coffee tip. No, eight cents. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, OK, and, I we'd mean, have, and we'd have to drive across town. So there we're doing great. This is a much better perspective, I think. And maybe yeah. that's what all these Uber drivers and these Grubhub drivers that get mad that they're not making enough. Just recommend to them. Start a podcast. That's it. Which this guy is doing while he's doing this. So I don't know if he's ever getting money through YouTube or doing any of that kind of stuff. But it's like you've made your job into a podcast and it was interesting to me to see a little bit like how the system works and how they get paid and you know the whole oh well i got an order at uh maybe it was chick-fil-a at like 10 a.m right. he's like but i should have known because between 10 and 10 30 they're switching over from you know breakfast to lunch so he had to wait and i mean i can see if you're trying to maximize every minute of your day as one of these delivery folks you don't want to be sitting there waiting for uh sure for the order so it was interesting that part was interesting but the bitching about a four dollar and fifty cent tip now if it was a zero tip i would have been right there with you yeah but a cup of coffee four dollars and fifty cents it's like shut the hell up come on (laughs) but csb with his sats sent a note which i tweeted to you and he wanted your voice not mine because you know i suck Oh boy, let me. Uh, I was looking for that in the email. Let me get I my ass over to Twitter sorry. here real fast. I'm sorry and see this. Okay, there it is. Go. And this is probably it. There it is. <clears throat> Got it. Okay. Comic strip blogger note. Take one. Mm, hang on. I'm just getting through it here. <laughs> Comic strip. Uh, wait a minute. I don't want to say. He doesn't let me say howdy myself. Okay. He does. Howdy. Well, that's <laughs> Okay. So I'll just read everything. He can clip what he wants. Howdy, Larry and Darren, and happy birthday, Darren. I am sending you, Darren, best wishes for success in podcasting, good health, and good luck living in Chicago shooting zone. Yes, thank you. By by (laughs) the way, Planet Rage audience is invited to listen to AI.Cooking podcast spoken by Gregory William Forsyth Foreman from Kent. And to visit my cartoons at comicstripblog.com. Yo. Yo, CSB. How's that for a cold read? Was that okay? I thought that was great. CSB will clip it. take if you like. It'll be on Twitter. It'll be on Mastodon. It'll be all over. All right. And CSB, if you you really, if I, you know, bobbled any of that, just shoot me an email and I'll record a fresh one for you. We love you. We always appreciate the CSB donation. Also coming in with some stats. We had some other boostergrams, which came in. Uh, I think a lot of these were like the end of the last show. We were doing 10,000 stats from Dank Steady, who says, Larry and Darren, thanks for the show. And he is in the beautiful Cheesehead land of Wisconsin. 
It'll be getting oh, nice boy. now. The weather's warming up. Uh, Sir yeah. Net Ned came in with 10,000 sats at the end of the last show. Just said rage on, which we I think that's by default. <laughs> I don't think there yeah. is a rage off. Well, we, we could have a rage off. I mean, that's uh, but we're, the rage meter is always on to to get that. Yeah. Sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley, who also donated the last episode, uh, came in with a thousand sats with the boostergram that just said. Wipe that thing down with the laughing emoji. <laughs> Thank you, sir. So, and that guy, what I'm telling you, that guy was great for uh, he was great for doing the bit that he was, and even 500 yes. sats with the boostergram from that guy over there. And he's in the uh, troll room, that and guy over there. He also you, thought sir. it sounded weird for an open handed slap, was the note, which, yeah, that yeah. was in. I think we have to make a concerted effort. Not to talk about stuff here that the whole rest of the world is because it was interesting to me and also terrifying the amount of YouTube channels and just regular news. Everybody covered the Will Smith and Chris Rock thing to death. To death. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I get yeah. it for us poor podcasters. It was low hanging fruit because, you know, mm-hmm. everybody saw it. So it, there's a little bit, I guess, of that water cooler mentality that sure if everybody saw it you should comment on it because everybody has you know like podcast everybody has an opinion yeah well you know when events like that happen and our get saturation coverage like that i get very nervous because it's like the the cosmos um hears this right because right before um 9-11 i think there was like the same flurry of uh of interest in whether was it Britney Spears that had a boob job or something like who cares? <laughs> right. you know? And you think about this, these two guys, one slaps the other, who gives a shit really? I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's absolutely meaningless yet. It's, it's, so I was, when that, when shit like that happens, I always think, uh Oh, maybe I should get in the bomb shelter because something bad's going to happen. Something really bad's going to happen. Right. Cause that's what C <laughs> Brooklyn just said in the troll room. We're reaching singularity. And yes, that is, there you go. Yeah. It's the mm-hmm. same thing with the Russian stuff. When everybody is on one side, I find myself yeah. backing away going, um, I want to look more at this. Digi Guru also has happy mm-hmm. fucking birthday, Darren. Sure. Everybody deserves sure. to get laid at least once a year. Um, are you offering Digi or is that uh, you got something else <laughs> going on there? I don't, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, thanks. But, so what does uh, this make your sign? Your sign. <sighs> The, yeah, right. Well, so your birthday is actually today, Darren. April eighth. Correct? No, April eighth. No, see, it didn't fall well April, because oh, okay, of, so we're ahead of it. We're four days ahead. This is an advanced thing. Yes, instead of doing a show with you live on my birthday, I'm doing one with Gene Nevtuli after Red Menace. That uh, I don't know what I did Beautiful. to deserve that. This is good. This oh, is good. Unrelenting dot show. Why not? You're a good guy. We're all, we're trying to have fun. That and that's we every no matter what mm. we're always looking at the singularity. We're looking at what everybody else is doing. But I'm an Aries, if you follow all of that. And uh, it'll be 52 years on Friday, assuming we make it that far. Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, JCD. Wow. Well, His birthday, birthday is tomorrow. Cool. JCD. 70 years old, JCD. Oh. Which means I think he's just he's about right. ready to retire. I'm willing just to slide right into that slot if they need a. They need to. Move. He doesn't sound a day over sixty nine. That's amazing. <laughs> he sounded the same for like the last twenty years. <laughs> He's got the angry guy bit down. He does it well. Yeah, that dry sense of humor. 
So, I mean, if you're looking mm-hmm. to support podcasts this week, you have got JCD's birthday, you've got my birthday, and always you should be supporting Larry just because he brings the no shit dojo to your home. And he'll oh, bring Moose, you. too. I mean, you Moose should, will, will probably bark Moose, at you. But if you I've want to always s- listen to one of Darren's 700 podcasts, randomthoughts.com. That was his first one. And it's great. It's hard to keep up. I mean, there are so many now. You are, you are, you're a fucking industry, man. Really? It's pretty amazing. I've just you tried to make money at the industry. pre-shows and jeez. But we appreciate it. I mean, amazing. you are the one that is to blame to do a solo show. And <laughs> it is a lot of work. But once you get used to it, like anything else, it becomes more second yeah. nature than anything else. And there are a lot of people when they first get into podcasting, I think the weirdest sure. thing is they think they sound weird when they listen to themselves back. And you've worked in radio a little bit for years, so you didn't have that issue. But do you remember like mm. way back when you first started doing that? And you're like, oh, wait, that that's how I sound. That's weird. Did you ever have no. that kind of like a feeling? Are you <laughs> see that was me too, right out of the gate? Like, no, no, I'm good. I even when I suck, I'm, I, like, I'm good. What I when I was a kid, I had a yeah, somebody. I got a hold of a cassette recorder, and I used to do impressions of people into that and sort of fine tune them by you know playing myself back to get them the way I like them. So yeah, I was always more kind of concerned about do I sound like somebody else than worrying <laughs> about how I sounded. So, so yeah, that didn't, that wasn't a thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. I had a Tandy mixer from probably about the time I was 12, if I'm not wrong. So able to there with Mm -hmm. the cheap microphone being Mm -hmm. able to do, I'm sure there are cassettes that still exist somewhere in my basement of me trying to do all that kind of stuff over the years. And the internet has just made it a lot more fun when you talk into a microphone and people actually listen rather than you just taping it and nobody ever ever gets to hear it but i think that is one of the one of the biggest things people have to get over is just that it is and you know just a kind of a thing just occurred to me there used to be a lot of guys who made a very good living being impressionists rich little david fry frank gorshin there was this whole this whole branch of comic showbiz of guys does anybody do that anymore are there impressionists working vegas or is that is that the thing of the past there was the last guy I knew was frank caliendo that was doing that bit but i think it is a dying art because we have deep fakes now so i mean you don't really have to go watch somebody yeah. do an impression now you just yeah. uh now you Too have bad. everybody just doing a podcast i guess but we appreciate <laughs> all four million of us yes <laughs> and we appreciate the people that support this show at planetrage.show we do slash donate and yeah, there's like 4 million podcasts out there. There's about probably, if that's the case, that means there's what, about 50,000 maybe that are worth listening to? Maybe, or is that, if, is that uh, being too harsh? Or is that too... too I, I think you're being too generous. <laughs> you may be right. You may be right. And I don't include any of the shows. They're being counted in there, but I don't include the shows that like try one or two shows and then never continue yeah. on. There's a lot that have kind of... Uh, petered out so i always give people credit for shows right. that last the long term and if you're somebody that wants to do a podcast and you get behind the microphone for the first time and you're like oh wait that's weird hearing my own voice in the headphones or being played back i don't like the way i sound i hear from a lot of people you know one 
get over it because you probably sound fine. Sure. Or two, just hone yourself and try to speak in a way that you think sounds better. I, you know, it, it, says, it seems that it doesn't really matter that much anymore, you know, because people think of people. I mean, Joe Rogan doesn't have some. He just sounds like anybody else sounds. And he's the you know most popular in the world. You know, Carole, a lot of these guys that are, that are, that are whales in the, in the business, they don't have to have, you know, stereotypical announcer style voices. It doesn't stop them from, you know, having great success. So who gives a shit? Really? It's what you say, not how you say it, I think, ultimately. Hey, like music, you want people to be able to hear you and know who you are immediately. There's a lot of people that sound way too similar. True. Where if I have to go, oh, is that is that Tim Pool or or is that uh, the other yeah. the other guy that talks too fast? Uh, you know, right. which, which one of those guys Luke is Shapiro? It? Right, Shapiro. Right. They are similar. You're right. They have similar uh, vocal patterns. Yeah. You want to have your own unique sound, and that way, people when they hear you, they know. Yeah, it's a better thing to do. So what is coming up this week Damn on that Larry show? <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to have to swing, swing by the website sometime Wednesday evening and find out because I, I, I don't know yet. It's the same <laughs> way that planet are that uh, un, well, all of the shows really go. You never know what's going to happen until you do the show. Random exactly. thoughts completely that way. Although this week, I mean, we may find out on that Larry show how Moose attacked a painter. That's possible. And he would win. Yes. He would win that battle. <laughs> and he would have a lot of people backing him up and uh, getting him out of getting him out of doggy jail. He's pretty ferocious. You can hear him in the background right now. I think you, I think I better go out there and separate him from the painter's pant leg. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and he's doing his job. Give him a nice, yeah. big doggy treat. But we will be back here with a lot more rage come next Monday. Join us live at noon central time which is uh what uh, 10 o'clock a.m your time on the west coast that's correct sir yes for another planet rage the u.s strikes back killing a member of the islamic state <laughs>